dwell in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, verses, uh, they're almost like a proverb, the two parts of Bible verses. They express this broad but important truth, and it's that the one who dwells, the one who sits, the one who inhabits the place that God has given as a, as a shelter, as a place of refuge, that one will There is an element here, even in these first two verses, that applies to you and to me. We are called to follow after the Lord. We are called to follow after Christ, the one who is the one in charge. We must abide in Him, not in any other, but to be with Him forever.
Verses 1 and 2, we get a past, which will lead us to see. In verses 3 to 13, we're going to read a few of the options and also it's going to be a you. We find that the psalmist is speaking to himself. So let me begin with some questions. Who's the he here? Who's the I? Who's the you? Uh, Then later in this psalm, we're going to come back to see. We're actually going to see that he is God
And what's so startling about that is that the evil one is rising usually using the very words of the flesh, the very words of the flesh to do that. So there's no uh, magical, you know, like Hebrews and just the justice. There's no sort of hidden meaning in that command. In fact, the way that the devil says this is not so different than the sorts of things that we picture our our sort of common Christians thinking. Hey, if this is really true, if you add the word God at the end, you know, it makes sense. And what, you know, usually the Jesus would not just believe this, but he would see it. the Lord your God. Also, a quotation from the Bible in Exodus 22, 26. See, the devil was doing what he always does. He's trying to tempt people to take God's word in a way that fits their own beliefs. Really, not so different than the temptation of Satan. Here, the temptation is just to say to Jesus, well, you know, if you really have God's word, uh, if you really believe things, you shouldn't be so foolish. If you're really about me, then you shouldn't. I mean, Jesus is here to say that this is about him. God can't possibly think that it's about him unless you really worship him. As if you can demand that, that, that God would do something for you on your merits. Kind of a lay people thing. And yet here's the thing. It's God's people who say, they, they do are God's people. They do apply to us in the way. That's not to say that they benefit us with the scripture. Who is the one whom no army, no plague, no evil will ever conquer? Jesus is the one who enjoys God's authority and perfect protection. Jesus is the one who will destroy the serpent with every breath he got. Why? Well, because Jesus will be weak. In fact, the cross is as the first trumpet blast across the land showing, yes, these things are being done. And you'll be defeated because Jesus will do these things. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone who trusts in his name will be blessed by him. Not like you, not maybe, maybe. It's sure and, in fact, it's more sure and certain. 
they're asking is, will you trust me? Will you receive this grace? So if you're here and you're saying, hmm, that sounds like what Paul's saying here. Beware of falling into these traps and these traps and these traps. And Paul says, I really will. some sort of sociology minor, and, and so I was taking all these seminar classes back in the early 1990s, and, and one of them was called Drugs and Sex, and literally it was a gal who worked for the state on the drug task force, and a large part of the class was walking through like these different either like drug vents or some kind of drug that people were getting high and feeding off of. You know what? I don't need to do enough to know what it's like. He holds fast to me in love as a deliverer. I will trust him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. Long life have I satisfied him and showed him my Here we get to read what the Father says about named Bruce Waltke wrote a really helpful book on Paul. He points this out. He says that Jesus is absolutely intransigable throughout his life. Isn't that awesome? Jesus is absolutely intransigable. Why? Because the Father loves him. Because the Father remains his over everything. It's not as if Jesus just happened to escape trials and perils and oh, it didn't work out. said is that God sovereignly aligned everything so that the words of Psalm 91 would prove true. Jesus would and did accomplish his purpose. What's more, Christ himself told the disciples in John 10 that he was in control even of Satan. We find the disciples then Realize that no religious leader fits Christ's best bumper sticker. 
thank you for forgiveness and justice and that forgiveness that you saved us from that we admit we we are not as Abram as we live as show us that what we need most is where our pain comes from first, and what we ask most, forgiveness comes from second. And in Christ, we must ask for justice with our lives, and Christ, we turn our backs on our sin, and we ask for forgiveness with our character, and we will go and